to Chronically Fully Sick, episode 21. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that we're recording today on the stolen lands of the Eora and Kulin Nations. Sovereignty was never ceded, and this was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to episode 21 of Chronically Fully Sick. Uh, I am the human equivalent of white, dried-up dog shit that you only used to see in the 90s, Joanna Nilsson, and I'm here with shit cannon Chloe Sargent. <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to episode 21. Uh, it is going to be loose. We are recording late at night. It's, um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Um, late night, late night. <laughs> so if, if you want to get updates on us and the Chronically Fully Sick podcast, you can do that on Twitter at Chronic Full Sick, Instagram at Chronically Fully Sick, or you can get in touch with us via our website, chronicallyfullysick.com. We do also have a group on Facebook called Chronically Fully Sick, which is filled with lovely spoonies who chat about all things chronic illness. Uh, please rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts and whatever Android Google people no, use. No, we don't know. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do the rating thing because... Um, Yep, like we said, we need the validation. So thank you. Honestly, like Chloe was feeling pretty shitty last week and some of you wrote some really nice reviews and I screenshotted them and sent them to her and she felt a lot better. Yeah, I know. I really, really did. That was like getting all of those screenshots in my inbox in one go was just like the only hit of dopamine that I'd had in about three days straight. Yeah. It was lovely. Please, we we have nothing. Yeah, we have nothing and no one. We need you. So we should probably uh, let you guys know who we are and why we are doing this podcast. Because we never do. Yeah, it's been like 15 episodes since we actually said uh, how chronically fully sick we are, both in person and, you know, in health. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So my name is Chloe Sargent. I am a writer. I'm an illustrator. um, I'm an editor. I'm a one of those annoying millennial slashes. And yes, I live with uh, fibromyalgia, which is a nervous system illness, which sends incorrect pain messages all throughout my brain, all throughout the day to let me know that I'm in pain when I am physically not. So yeah, constantly in pain and fatigue and decided to do a fucking podcast about it. What about you, Joe? Mm. I too have fibromyalgia. I'm a community worker, I guess. I don't want to be too specific about that. Yeah. You can just be very general. Yeah. Rat bag about town, sometimes musician, sometimes writer, that kind of thing. And I'm being investigated for endometriosis. And I too am in constant pain and hell. So here we are, ready to talk to you about it. Honestly thought you were about to say some kind of crime that you were being investigated for. Like, and I'm Chloe, currently I'm being not... investigated for a triple murder. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that stupid, really. <laughs> I was like, wow, I can't believe it's like a, the opposite of an episode of Hannibal. Yeah, anyway, how's your life going, Joe? Babe, I'm on my usual cocktail of experimental drugs. Why are you like this? Pills, baby! Um, love it, love so, it. Yeah, so I uh, hurt my shoulder really badly making the bed. I was... Okay, so the messages she has sent me recently, she's like, this pinched nerve has been fucked over and over again. And you've never actually explained to me how you've done it. And so now <laughs> now the truth comes out. Now I finally know. That's such a yeah. spoony injury, honestly. Yeah, I was pulling sheets off the bed and that just happened, I think. Oh, my God, it um, wasn't even like the putting the uh, like quilt cover on and doing the big shake. I just no. assumed that it was that violent motion. <laughs> yeah, so I went to the um, osteo, which we're allowed to at the moment, mm. and it was a man in like a puffy vest oh. and like a long sleeve shirt or whatever. And a puffy vest, a red flag for you. Yeah, I just felt un- really uncomfortable straight away. Yeah, obviously going into uni- in- like Uniqlo is just a nightmare for you. It's just I know. puffy vests everywhere. <laughs> I know. Horrible. I wet myself and then have to leave. Mm. I don't have to talk to men very often, like mm. regular schmegular dudes. Yeah. I'm just like this is it's gross. draining. Yeah. 
And he said all this stuff from like, it's borderline like not okay. But then he cracked my neck and back and it was fine, I guess. Mm. But anyway, um, um, they tried to get me on nortriptyline, on meloxicam, added to Norflex, tramadol, antidepressants, melatonin, rest of it, iron, vitamin D, a couple of things I can't mention publicly. <laughs> and I'm off the pill again. <laughs> I'm really over it. Oh, fun. Fun little oh, experiment for you. Well, we're yeah. looking after one of our dogs is very old and she requires a lot of care and about as much medication as me at the moment. Oh, which is sad, me. but it's, yeah, kind of nice to have another pill head in the house, I guess. Mm. I like that we <laughs> both have chronically ill pets. That's nice for us. Mm, how mm. are you, sweetie? Oh, yeah. I'm just out of a flare that for the first time in a long time, I it, I lost uh, mobility in my legs for a full day. So mm. that's been fun. It was probably one of the worst flares I've had all year. Yeah, so that was super fun. I had my second vax. I can't believe, I can't remember if I had that by... No, I don't think so. I'm fully vaxxed now, so that's great. Whee! Whee! It's taken me months. I was in the 1B original rollout and couldn't get an appointment and mm. so that's that's cool uh yeah so i've dyed my hair a reddish orange color and cut my fringe really short so mm. if you didn't know i was queer before you definitely do now um, oh like what did i say you look like the um what is it the red dude fox in um sonic the hedgehog yes that it, that is the best compliment I could possibly receive. Beautiful. (laughs) Gay icon. Yeah, absolutely. And Sonic the Hedgehog also. Um, And speaking of uh, gay icons, uh, it is currently Bisexual Awareness Week. Oh, Um, congratulations. Thank you. Everyone has to send me presents. It is a legal requirement that you send me presents. That's pretty much my all my update. I am just at home permanently, not knowing what to do with myself. <laughs> I feel like my updates are so boring. That's cool. That's like everyone at the moment. Yeah, realistically. Wanted to mention before we carry on that I saw that one of my favorite artists, Tracy Eamon, has been really sick recently. Oh, so she is uh, part of the um, initial like super groovy 90s kind of visual artists that included kind of Damien Hurst and all those sort of people oh, back okay. in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She put her bed in a gallery when she was really depressed um, and it was mm-hmm. just covered in period blood stains and cigarette burns and just trash everywhere. And yes. Yeah, did the, the, the tent that you could get in inside and just had everyone she's ever slept with like kind of – Yes, um, I do know of 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 um, done in Tracy. little sewn yeah. up pieces. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So she's so um, she's been really sick recently. She's come out and said that she now has a major disability because it's the result of a massive operation she had last year to save her life, which was cell bladder cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got the all clear now, but it's been really hectic for her. Yeah, um, and right. she's lost her uterus, ovaries, lymph nodes, part of her colon, her urethra, and part of her vagina. Yeah, wow. She's got no bladder, and for the rest of her life, she has to um, use a urostomy bag. So she has spoken about her illness and recovery like in really full on detail, which isn't a surprise if you know her and her art. And there's just a whole bunch of her pictures of her going through this process and her recovery, her in hospital, like hooked up to all sorts of nutty kind of stuff. So if you're interested in art and people with their journey in, you know, getting sick and then getting better and coming to terms with disability, I'd really recommend having a look at her current work at the moment, which yeah. is a mixture of photographic and paint work. It's really cool. But yeah, we'll put a link to um, the story about her and her recovery and the art she's making at the moment, but we're glad you're on the men, Trace. She's one of my faves. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad she's in remission. That sounds hectic. So It's like they chopped half her body off. Oh my lord! I know when you were listing all the things that um, like all the surgeries that she's had. That's oh my god! That I can't imagine how full on that must be to have that that many things removed. Mm, was... Her dead cat came to visit her in the hospital. Oh, apparently, wow. and and comforted her. <laughs> Truly, an artist. That that is what we love artists. it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So anyway, yes. So um, I want to chat about 
this story that I found um, in The Guardian that was written, uh, I think it came out today or the day before, and it actually speaks to a bunch of chronically ill people about sort of being left out of Australia's roadmap to opening back up again. Oh my God, Chloe, I'm so shocked. Yeah, I know. It's almost like uh, this country doesn't care about us. Mm. So the quote that hit me was, in the roadmap to freedom, I hear nothing about people like me other than as a qualifying postscript to the COVID deaths, but they had an underlying health condition. Freedom Day doesn't include me. Her name's Mm. Raquel Sherry. So, oh my God, what an icon. I'm so impressed by everything she says in this article. Um, Immunocompromised people like me can be hospitalized from head colds and gastro. So when people were at the supermarkets in masks and sanitizer, etc., I ironically felt safer than ever. Suddenly everyone was in my world. Mm. I've lived with lifelong chronic illness. There are a few times I've felt discriminated against, but this is one. Immunosuppressed people were contribute to society, yet the roadmap to freedom um, excludes us. How do you open a state when there's a whole cohort of people that we don't know how to protect? So I think at the current stage, uh, the government's Operation COVID Shield document suggests that vaccinating 80% of the population age 16 and over is achievable by December 2021, but the Guardian's tracker has it at mid-November. So every state's different, so it doesn't make any sense. It's super confusing. It's very confusing. Anyway, there's a tracker that you can go and follow on Guardian Australia if you do want to look into that. And yeah, every state's different. The current estimate for 80% of New South Wales is... The 25th of October, but in Victoria, it's the 20th of November. And I'm assuming that's because we stole all your vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just got them all now and you guys... Chloe! You know? <laughs> so I'm really sorry about that. It wasn't my decision. Um, yeah, sorry, Victoria. I hate this I shit. You. I hate this shit. Yeah, it's just like... It's the worst. Um, the whole thing going on with anti-vaxxers is like, oh, well, if you're immunocompromised, you should stay home. No, if you refuse to take a vaccine... You stay the fuck home, you stay and the it looks like yeah. it looks like you're gonna have to because you won't be let into any pubs, you won't be let into any of your other shit, you like clubs, whatever people do. Chloe, I don't know. Whatever you could not <laughs> think of anything else apart from pub, and then eventually came up with club, whatever the fuck people do. <laughs> <laughs> We've forgotten how people socialise. We don't know anymore. Australia has been closed this long. <laughs> but, like, for real, when these people want to go to Bali and get their shitty mm. problematic hair braids yeah, absolutely. and, like, go full bunta mm. down at the beach in their, um, what's the, their bintang, bintang shirts yeah. or whatever down in Bali and they have to get a vaccine to go to Bali, you better believe they'll be like, get, give me one in both arms. Oh, Let's absolutely. Like you'll watch the like vaccination rate absolutely skyrocket when you can get flights to Bali and stuff again. Once that happens... Oh, no, but oh, let's just stop someone with asthma dying or like a grandmother dying or a young child. No, fuck it. I can't be bothered. It's a minor inconvenience to me. Absolutely. Like, people's selfishness is disgusting. It is. Abs- anyway. It is ableist and it sucks and I hate it. And this woman, like, it says here, like... She's been through so much already with her health. Kidney cancer at 18 months of age, chemotherapy, radiation, kidney failure at 24, dialysis, a transplant, and survived cervical cancer without chemotherapy, which would have killed her. Yeah. Now, she's been through all of that, and you want to just give her COVID. Mm. Can I also point out that where her doctors apparently told her that the vaccine may not even do much for her because it her immune system is like completely shot, like she's on immunosuppressants. Mm. So they were mm. like, it, this may not even do anything for you. You've got to still be safe and stay home. Why would you get it? There's no point for you. And she was just mm. like, I've got someone else's kidney in me. I'm going to, I'll get the shot. I'm not scared of, of foreign objects in my body. Like, it was just the most badass response. What a queen. What a queen. She's just like, um, I've got someone else's kidney in me. Like, a vaccine's fine. Thanks. I'll take we it. We love you, Raquel Sherry. <laughs> yeah. What a queen and an icon. Mm. Speaking of people who are not queens and icons. <laughs> I, I used to think of this person as a queen and an icon and I've lost so much respect in the last week and I'm really upset about it because she was one of my favourite rappers. She was always a bit off, but we just thought she was a bit off because she was one of those famous people. Nope, turns out she's an anti-vax dickhead. Nicki yep. Minaj! Oh, hey. good on you. Making weird <sighs> comments about testicles. I just to don't. 22 million followers. That's fine. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, Nicki Minaj tweeted something about how her friend's cousin in Trinidad and Tobago had the vaccine and then his balls swelled up. And then because mm-hmm. his balls swelled up, his fiance left him. And everyone's like, no, that, <laughs> that's not a, like a side effect of the vaccine. What's wrong with big balls? And also like, apparently it was like the cousin that this guy's, he was just about to get married. So, and everyone's like, um, swollen testicles is a common side effect of a lot of STIs. Like, <laughs> he, he's definitely just like slept with someone else, got an STI, and was too embarrassed to tell you about it, and now you've tweeted it to 22 million people. Oh, baby, it's the, it's the COVID vax. Oh, no. It's not like uh, gonorrhea or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely got gonorrhea, but no. Nicki Minaj tweeted it to 22 million people. And it was such a big thing that Trinidad and Tobago's health minister, Terence Dale Singh, had to come out and say COVID vaccines do not uh, create swollen testicles. Uh, oh they have not God. had one reportage of it. And the quote, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. Like, the country's health minister is like having oh to run God. around because of fucking Nicki Minaj. And from this ABC article that I found about it as well, um, Jim Buttery, an infectious diseases ph- physician and the chief <laughs> clinical research information officer at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, told Fact Check there was no evidence that COVID vaccines can affect a male's sexual function, fertility, or cause soul- swollen testicles. But there is evidence that the, cr- the coronavirus can infect the testicles. <laughs> So oh my God, it's what? actually completely the opposite. It's that you are more likely to get fucked up testicles if you get COVID. <laughs> There's no- I did not know that was a side effect. <laughs> yeah, it's a potential side effect of COVID because, like, um, COVID is a virus. It's oh. yeah, it, that's a really common viral thing. Um, Holy crap. Yeah, and Western Sydney Health's response on Twitter, we promise to leave the wrapping to Nicki Minaj if she leaves medicine to doctors and scientists, which that is absolutely well done. Well done. Whoever the intern working at the uh, Western Sydney Health's um, social media, (laughs) well done Mm. to you. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of celebrities, talking about vaccination. Oh, yeah. Fuck. This my is- my personal favorite singer, mm. Guy Sebastian. Mm. I was about to say this is about me going off on Twitter, isn't it? It is. It is about me going off on Twitter because oh, Guy Sebastian. Not again. <laughs> Did I go off on Twitter again? Oh no. Last episode you were going off on Twitter. I know. I really have to stop going off on Twitter. No, but the last oh. time it was just I tweeted something and it was it went off, but this time I went off. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't I didn't actually see this. So yeah. what did you say? No, I got big mad. I got big Ooh, mad. Oh, big mad. Yeah. So anyway, you Guy Sebastian was is part of this thing called vaccination, right? Okay, and just rewind a bit. Like he what did he for that overseas listeners, he's like some numpty that that won what was it? Like Australian, Australian Idol, Idol or something. Yeah, the first Australian Idol, I think. Yeah. yeah, and he's annoying, like, happy, clappy, Christian-y. It's Hillsong. He's, from, he's a Hillsong boy. Yeah, Of course he is. Comes from um, Adelaide, went to the Paradise uh, Hillsong Church. Yeah. Oh, tell us all about it, Tom. Oh, I know. The, my my uh, home state's claim to fame. Mm. Guy Sebastian. Yeah, so um, Vaccination is this, like, music. A bunch of musicians all signed this um, thing being, like, oh, we're all going to be part of this sort of like petition to get vaccination rates up because obviously COVID has decimated live music um, all Mm. around Australia. Mm. So hashtag vaccination is, I don't know, some big collaboration of musicians. Guy Guy Sebastian signed this thing, right? And so then when Mm. his social media people posted it to his Instagram, it was like, go and get vaccinated, like blah, 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 which obviously you would think was obvious from the fact that it's called Vax the Nation. Anyway, totally. he then deleted the post and then posted a video in replacement saying, I'm so sorry. I have always done everything I can to support my industry, but the campaign was posted to my page without my direct involvement. It's not my role to communicate in the way that the post was communicating. I would never, ever tell people what to do when it comes to their personal health choices. I'm very, very sensitive of it, not only on a public level, but in my personal life. And everyone oh, just was God. like, here we go. Oh, shit. Like, not another one. Like, you kind of expected it from Guy Sebastian. But, like, at this stage, you're just sick of hearing about celebrities that are anti-vax. That 
you know, are coming out the window. Oh, yeah, but he's like, he's just doing that because his happy, clappy Hillsong asshole people that buy his music flipping out because only God can protect them from the coronavirus. Really nice. And I find this galling from Guy Sebastian, to be honest, considering that he did create COVID 19. Um, I don't know if you recall a post that he put up on the 2nd of November Mm. um, 2019 that says, loved hanging out in Wuhan, China today. Ate some seriously interesting things. More to come about that. Yeah. He was patient zero. met some beautiful people. Yeah. He was patient zero. Patient zero. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, you know what? I think his Australian citizenship should be taken away. No, I don't. I think he should. No, I do. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying not it. to get sued, Joanna. Trying not to get sued. I don't sued. care anymore. It's happened so many times already. Yeah, it's true. We don't care anymore. Um, actually, we probably should tell people that um, this is COVID fuckheads episode. Oh yeah, this is a COVID fuckheads episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just said that really authoritatively. <laughs> yeah, I've said it, Joanna. So it's kind of like a play, plague ditch yeah. uh, kind of quack watch episode, I guess. I guess I can do like kind of like a, a a remix of the two themes yeah. and pop it in here somewhere. What do you think of that? I like that. I like yeah, you that. like it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like I'm a big fan of when you just create random theme songs for this. Oh, thanks, Star. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> Are we, how much of this are we editing out? I don't know when we're beginning again. We should not record late at night. I, I'm editing none of this. You know that. Yeah, it's true. I do. You look like hell. Yeah. I just got back. Time for the plague ditch. Anyway, okay, so guys, Sebastian. So there was big uproar when he posted this video being like, blah, blah, blah. Like you said, protecting his fans, um, that because he's from Hillsong, so many of them are bloody... Protecting his money. Yeah, protecting his money, absolutely. Because mm. he actually came out later saying he's pro-vaccination and is fully vaccinated himself. So was just clearly panicking about these, you know, anti-vax, anti-vaxxers in what his family. What we uh, call up north a gutless cunt. Mm. I think we also call that down south as well. So. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> gutless cunt's not just a Queensland term, just so you know. I was just trying to claim it, all right? We have yeah, so no. little. You do have so little. <laughs> but yeah, including no lockdowns, which people also protested um, in Queensland uh, the other day. Um, anyway, Guy Sebastian appeared on Ray Hadley's show, um, who we hate because Ray Hadley is a another gutless cunt. Um, saying he was referring to people with medical conditions when referring mm. to personal health choices in his video. Get I'm, my name out of your mouth. Well, you'll medical be interested conditions. to see about my my angry tweets then. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, yeah, Chloe wasn't fucking happy about that. I did not like that. I did not like that one bit. And didn't care for it. <laughs> so my to my I didn't care for it. Uh, so my tweets got progressively angrier as they go along now that I look at them in succession. <laughs> Should I read them out? Are you, or would uh, you like to read them out? Okay. I, do you want me to read them out as you? Yeah. Can you, can you do a, can you do an impersonation of me? I can't, um, I don't know how to sound gay. Hang on. Um, <laughs> I'm not queer enough, actually. This is no. Bisexual Awareness Week and I, I won't stand for it. I'm so sorry. Um, Guy Sebastian using chronically ill slash disabled slash immunocompromised people as his excuse for pandering to his anti-vax fan base has me seeing red with fury. Speaking for chronically ill community, we don't want you as a factually incorrect shield, Guy. Fuck off. To clarify, he's saying he isn't anti-vax. He just supports people who have medical exemptions. If that were true, he'd be encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. People who can't get vaxxed due to health reasons need everyone to get vaxxed. Herd immunity, guys. Fuck's sake. Have some goddamn guts and just say you don't want to upset your anti-vax fans rather than bring disabled slash chronically ill slash immunocompromised people into your fucked up little narrative. Absolute coward shit. (laughs) I don't... I was trying not to laugh to like interrupt your sound throughout the entire thing. Um, I don't know why you've made me sound slightly. Do you think that 
sounding gay is just sounding slightly posh. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I wanted to inject some sort of like daytime soap drama. You did. I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a telenovela. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Escandalo. Escandalo. Guy, escandalo. I, I tend to agree with this, Chloe, to mm. be quite honest. Yeah, I just think that, you know, when he realised that people are upset about it, just going, oh, fuck, who can I blame this on? Realising that there's medical exemptions and going, cool, I'll just say that. Yeah. And basically just because the only people that have a medical exemption are people that have some kind of health condition that prevents them mm. from it, which is chronically ill and disabled people. Like that is Don't the vast majority. Don't use us majority. as a shield. Don't use us as your fucking like shield to keep your money making machine going. Not to mention that he's he originally said, oh, I don't want to ever comment or tell anyone what to do, what to do with their, what to do with their health. Him and his wife currently have a Vita gummy um, sponsorship where they're in the ads for Vita gummies, like those chewable what? like lollies that are actual apparently vitamins for kids. Rude. What? You've got a health fucking, yeah, anyway, influencers. He's, uh, well, I suppose he's not an influencer, but you know what I mean. Like just famous people, fucking hell, mm. dickheads. Yeah. Kids. Anyway, that was me. Rant over. Thank you so much for um, your impersonation of me. I will take stock of that and make some changes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of, of of being good friends and friendship. Mm. Um, Which we are now not. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, are, we are now frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship with Joanna ended. No. Oh, friends forever. so many times. Love just, it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, friendships that go wrong. <laughs> um, I do want to address our last Spoonie Hotline. Yes. In our previous episode from the lovely Emma. Because of, let's say, some... Uh, technical issues Mm. we couldn't put our response to that in the episode let's just say yes but I do want to discuss it because it is something that a lot of people in the chronic illness community have dealt with which is people in their lives being anti-vaxxers in a way that the chronically ill person apart from other people Mm. um, feel that their lives aren't as valuable and it's really quite hurtful like totally emma's message made me feel really sad to hear it because it's really rough having a friend or someone you love suddenly i don't know their brain just goes awol with this this crap yeah it's like a it's a similar thing to like losing a friend to like QAnon and all of that kind of stuff it's that same sort of like i don't even know who this person is anymore like what has happened um they're completely different and the more the more that you kind of try and talk them out of it, you know, you can show them someone in a, you know, hospital ward that, that was like, I was anti-vax and now, I'm, now I've am now i got it and it's real and you should get vaccinated. Oh, they're actors. They're actors, yeah. They're, and a lot of the time when you try to convince them, that convinces them more that they're right and you're just, yeah, it's real fucking hard. I've had to really sort of get, get on the convincing mode to my mum to get the vaccine because she wanted to wait a bit wasn't ever clarifying on why mm. was a bit iffy about that but um yeah I've never had anyone go full anti-vax of you no not at all there there is one member of my family that is a bit like I don't like getting flu shots la mm. la la and but um, people don't have to go full anti-vaxxer as well like there are very there's a lot of low-level vaccine resistance like people who are just a bit weird about it but don't yeah go. like I I want to see. I want to see it tested a lot more. It's new, blah blah blah. But the thing is, like, it's one. Of, it's like the most widely tested vaccine in history. Absolutely. People have been researching and testing SARS. It's a SARS virus. Yeah, this has since, been around yeah, for a SARS. very long time. Absolutely. That they have been in development for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it just popped out real quick is because they got a lot of money chucked behind it. Absolutely. But the science is not new. Neither is the mRNA science that's been under testing and investigated since the 90s. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just... It's just a uh, result of something actually being given fucking money. And we know as chronically ill people that 
probably a lot of our illnesses could be better investigated, like fibro, like chronic fatigue, like endometriosis, if they were given the amount of money that COVID was given to develop a vaccine. I don't know. I think I'm a bad person to ask about the um, what do I do if a friend becomes an anti-vaxxer because I'm like, tell them to fuck off forever. Yeah, I would say that that person is not your friend anymore. Just from like Emma's description of that person. Yeah. In that, me- that, what was it? Facts matter more than your feelings was oh. said. And I'm like, well, that's all that they need to say, really. That is not even a red flag. That is like, you are, that, that is, is, that person is the owner of the uh, red flag factory. Totally. I just think it's just this um, intense need that, and it's the same as QAnon for them to, um, because the world is chaos, it's a way of them trying to make sense of it by knowing the the secret, by knowing yeah. the way out, by being the smart person that, yeah. that knows the the answer. Yeah. Holding a secret that they're just like, ha ha ha, I'm I'm so much better because I know the secret and you do not. Yeah. Mm. Really, yeah. And it's a way of giving power to themselves when they feel powerless. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Um, but I would say with this kind of shit, if someone shows you this much disrespect, then they're not your friend. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. And you, I know it's really sad to to grow out of friendships and grow apart from people. But I think perhaps if someone is displaying the interest around the politics of this kind of thing mm. and it's not you, then perhaps you would have a disagreement about something else that isn't this yeah. because you're ideologically growing apart Drifting. anyway. Totally. And like Um, friends drift all the time. And I think the thing that I've always taken, I've had to learn a lot as, as I've gotten older and I'm speaking like I'm 80 at this stage, but I'm not, I'm 30. But (laughs) as I've gotten older and I've ended my, my decade of my twenties, I've learned some people turn into cunts and that is okay. I don't have to be around that cunt anymore. Mm. You don't have to. It is hard losing friends. It is hard drifting apart, but people change some people change into people you don't like and you don't have yeah, to Yeah, and also person. what are you getting from from them? Nothing. I, friendship isn't a trade, right? A trade-off. Mm. But also you have to be getting support and love and stuff that kind of thing from someone else. They can't just be draining you all the time. Yeah. There has to be you know? like some kind of mutual exchange that where both of you are, are positively benefiting from the relationship. And if that's exactly. if you're not positively benefiting in any single way then that's not a that's not a real friendship anyway flush him in any case but if you want to be a bit more nice than we are um my suggestion for this would be to to say to them uh, this anti-vaxxer in your life i can't talk to you about covid anymore it's really stressing me out however like if you want to talk about something else i'm here and just keep the lines of communication open, but just don't interact with them in any yeah, other way. Don't engage, yeah. Just let them no. come to you if they want to talk about something else and try to keep the friendship going. But if they if they don't, then anyway, I'm I'm too much. I think I'm too much of a dickhead for this. <laughs> for this, I'm I know. Like, if they, I if know. they don't, then woohoo! Yeah, there, but there's a bunch of um, stories that I found about uh, like families feuding over the vaccine kind of stuff, and there is a lot of a lot of tips from people who are nicer than us about how to about how to talk to people that are like friends that are in conspiracies and uh, anti-vax mindsets. So we'll link those in the um, in the episode description. Should I read a bit of this little article? Absolutely, I think you should read this mm-hmm. article and. Um, would you like me to read the topic, the title of it? Yes, please. Yeah, okay. Now we have a, a McSweeney's article read by the lovely Joanna Nielsen titled, Oh my fucking God, get the fucking vaccine already, you fucking fucks. I'm just reading little excerpts mm. from this. It is by Wendy Molyneux. The vaccine will not make you magnetic. Are you fucking kidding me? It just fucking won't. That's not even a fucking thing. And that lady who tried to pretend the vaccine made her fucking magnetic look like a real fucking fuckwad and a fucking idiot. So get fucking vaccinated. Jesus fuck. (laughs) 
The vaccine doesn't have a fucking 5G chip in it. What the fuck do you think a fucking 5G chip is, fucknuts? You think it's some invisible nanotechnology they can suspend in liquid, and then you just put it in your fucking blood, and then it what exactly? Fucking floats around in your body, going on Instagram and telling the government you went to the grocery store? No one fucking cares where you go, you absolute fucking fuck buff. Fuck off with that. Fuck. Oh, you're afraid of fucking side effects. Fuck you. You know what has fucking side effects? Fucking aspirin. Fucking Tylenol. You could be fucking allergic to pineapple, you fucking fuckwit. Everything has side effects. You're being a big fucking baby with a huge diaper full of fucking diarrhea. Complaining about maybe feeling slightly tired for a day or two, while your asymptomatic COVID case you get and pass to some innocent fucking kid could wind up killing them or someone else. Fuck you, you fucking selfish fucking shit banana. You unredeemable ass caterpillar. You fucking fuck knob with two fucks for eyes and a literal poop where your heart should be. You want a two-month-old to wind up on a fucking ventilator instead of you, a fucking adult, getting a sore arm for a day? What are you, a pitcher for the Yankees? A fucking concert pianist? An arm model? Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Get vaccinated. Fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard it was? I had to, like, fully move away from my microphone because I was trying... I was like... Oh, God. So, anyway, it, it goes on and this so is forth, a- but... It is an artwork, this article. This It is truly yes. beautiful. Yeah. Again, yes. we will link in the um the episode description for so you. So if you want to read that to your friends mm. outside with a megaphone, I mean, that's I'm, a one way I'm to not do telling it. you not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're certainly not telling you not to do it. That's right. Yeah, definitely don't stand on your school's oval with a megaphone and <laughs> scream it from the bleachers. <laughs> but basically... We're using the same arguments. These people are using the same arguments that we were using 135 years ago Mm. to avoid things like, I don't know, the smallpox vaccination. Oh, yeah. So we're um, we're, we're going into a new topic now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It was a good play a song here or something. Yeah. So like, do you want to do a history of vaccine dipshits? Okay. Song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just make that and I'll okay. put it in there. All right. Vaccine dipshits. Dipshit of vaccines. Vaccine dipshits. Yeah. Okay, so now being an anti-vaxxer isn't a new thing. It's really not. This has actually been going on, oh, for, you know, nigh on 135 years, Chloe. I don't know if you're mm. aware of that. Yeah. It didn't It didn't just start with uh, Playboy, Playmate, and MTV host and apparent doctor Jenny McCarthy. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And wife of Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Ex-wife, thank you. She's oh, married to yeah, Donnie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mark, Donnie Wahlberg. Marky. Yeah, yeah, Donnie yeah. Markey. <laughs> So I'd like to talk to you today about the Montreal vaccine smallpox riots. Mm. Have you heard of this before? I have not, no, but I am always keen to learn about vaccine dipshit throughout history. (laughs) I'm not, but I love it. I'm very excited. (laughs) No, I'm very excited. So we've been using, as I said, we've been using the same arguments over this. The whole time. The whole time. Just quickly, in the conversation, there's an article about um, COVID-19 anti-vaxxers use the same arguments from 135 years ago, which is true. Now, there's some like really full-on patterns um, that we can see coming out of history already. Uh, A popular pamphlet published in 1885 during the smallpox epidemic in Montreal is a really good example. Um, So over a century later, we live in a world that's eradicated smallpox because vaccines. Hey! So there's a pamphlet denouncing smallpox vaccination here that is quite hilarious to me that says, Stop! A pitiable sight. People driven like dumb animals to the shambles. Tyranny of Dr. Craft. I fucking hate Dr. Craft. Um, Tyranny of Dr. Craft sounds like... Can we re... 
redo our show intro and just call me a tyranny of Dr. Craft because I really well, am. We can, do, we can have the, that as the title if you like. Yay. Yeah, people driven like dumb animals to the shambles could be a Facebook comment today when they're screaming that everyone's a sheep. That is mm. uh, unbelievable. I cannot, I cannot mm-hmm. get over. Anyway, continue. I'm very excited and about this. Then you have people, especially during smallpox, um, seizing on the opportunity of these increased health measures to gain, you know, authority, notoriety, personal fame. Mm. Um, so during this time, Alexander M. Ross painted himself as a hero of his own story, the only doctor who had dared to doubt the fetish of vaccination. Ah. Of course. Uh, Everyone loves a bad boy. Yeah, I mean, so there's your Pete Evans, there's your whatever else. Yeah. So you have people minimizing the threat of the disease. Don't be alarmed of it. It's not real. This particular doctor decried the senseless panic caused by health officials and physicians over the epidemic, claiming smallpox was not in fact epidemic and the city had very few cases. Which is completely not true at all. Uh, minimizing the threat is still a um, measure that contemporary debates use as well, mm-hmm. as we're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, the claim that vaccines cause other illnesses, mm-hmm. um, they're ineffective or both. You can see old newspaper articles saying vaccination has been weighted in the balance and found wanting. It does not prevent smallpox. It does does cause loathsome and often other fatal diseases. Mm. Many children are killed outright and thousands have their health ruined by the vaccination. And it does not lessen the severity or the fatality of smallpox. I mean, this you just replace that with COVID. It's the same thing. Oh, God, thing. yeah. The other thing is they would declare that vaccination is part of a larger conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So there's a cartoon from this period saying... Um, and you can see it too. It's like uh, police holding a, I guess, a worker that's tied up and then a doctor giving him a shot. And it says, Montreal working men and women forced to be vaccinated, outrage on personal liberty. Ah, there we are. This is We're our taking... nothing ever changes. You're taking away our freedoms. <laughs> to even oh. um, push home the point, they had smallpox riots. Um, yes. So more than 2,000 violent rioters armed with stones, revolvers, stormed through the streets of Montreal um, protesting uh, mandatory vaccinations on September the 28th, 1885, yelling, kill the vaccinators. Mm -hmm. So this is after the city moved to um, impose compulsory vaccinations to fight the epidemic. So these protests were residents of the French-Canadian neighbourhood there where distrust of the English-majority government ran deep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's kind of mirroring what's happening now where in the US um, a lot of government workers are acquiring um, vaccination and also mirroring what is starting to happen here in Australia. Granted, it's just going to be, you know, businesses offering haircuts, other services, pubs, clubs, etc. Yeah. Though inoculation against smallpox wasn't new. So that was actually, inoculation was actually, you know, um, rubbing scat, like pustules into Ooh. open cuts and um, dr- drying out scabs and mm. shooting them up your nose and that kind of stuff. I mean, I could get, I could get why people kind of couldn't get around that. Yeah. That's a I lot. don't know. No, I've, um, I've so done that, worse. I've done worse. Yeah, I've done worse. <laughs> I've done worse. Yeah. I'm sure I've snorted scabs in some bathroom ground up into a white powder at some point. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we were sure. all young once. <laughs> Ooh, we were. Yeah. Um, some didn't understand how contagious the disease was. Some believed rumors that city vaccinators were going into bedrooms and tying down children to be vaccinated. Mm. One anti-vaccination pamphlet, which we've already said, said um, read, stop people driven like um, dumb animals to the shambles. Some religious groups called the smallpox shot the biblical mark of the beast. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I've, this, yeah. I've read comments from, like, very angry 60-year-old Christian women named Shirley, and it's mm. pretty much exactly that. Oh, God. Well, I saw that painted on that church, the Gosford. Yeah. They're quite a progressive church, mm-hmm. mark of the beast, oh, which is really cool. Cool, mm. cool, 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 cool. 
Yep. So as the smallpox deaths um, rose past 3,000 residents, the city's Board of Health moved to make va- vaccinations compulsory in late September 1885. Um, they tried to counter the false fears by saying it does not mean that people are to be seized and manacled and so vaccinated by force. It means that the vaccinator will go to the Dover house, ask for proof that all residing there are vaccinated. If not, and they refuse to be vaccinated, then they'd be fined. So they decided to get together in the afternoon. Three French Canadian city council members um, uttered the most incendiary threat to burn the city and shoot all who favor vaccination being made compulsory. The Great. Detroit Free Press reported a very cool and normal response. <laughs> yeah, very cool and normal thing to do. <laughs> At about seven p.m., a howling mob attacked a branch office of the health department mm-hmm. and wrecked the building. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported the crowd growing in size and the march to City Hall. The mob drew the policemen on duty out of their way like sheep. Sounds a bit like the capital stuff, huh? It does. Mm-hmm. So they went to the police station. Um, the mayor, the chief of police headed to the health office. They were knocked down by the mob, showered with blows from sticks and kicked till nearly insensible. Wow. And then These succeeded in dispersing then. them. Yeah. Um, at about uh, 1 a.m., the city was quiet. A Detroit Free Press Mm, free press reporter was on the scene. Your reporter at one o'clock this morning has just returned from the East End, which is entirely a French Canadian population. 2,000 people are gathered there in a perfect frenzy of excitement. They declared they would rather die than be vaccinated and will not submit to the English dogs. Look, I'm going to be honest. This all sounds a lot more brazen and cooler than the lockdown protests that we have here. There's a lot more guts to it, you know. Yep. I shan't go, you English pig dogs. Like that's that's that sounds all a lot uh, more dramatic and theatrical than mm. the, than the protests these days. It's just mm. where's the theatre? Where's the jazz hands? I like know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, I'll stop making fun of them. But in any case, this has been going on for an extremely long time and that's just a surface level kind of run through of it. There's a lot of really, really interesting history around this. I mean, also um, misinformation around Ebola is really interesting too. Um, And that that was quite affected by social media as well. Oh, Um, totally. Ebola was. Yes. Full real. Yes. So if you're interested in that, I'd really recommend having a bit more of a look but that's that's kind of where the uh, bullshit and mania started yeah i'm i'm going a bit further into the future so we we, we both decided to look into uh how <laughs> like two sort of separate areas of history didn't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> about we did. this which is really cute i love that for us i love that yeah we, yeah hmm. um so i'm looking into um the measles, mumps, and rubella, the MMR vaccine. This was kind of when um, the birth of the vaccines cause autism kind of stuff. Like this will happen oh with this God. vaccine. Um, AKA um, history's most ableist like fucking narrative. Yeah. So it is truly like, let's just get this out of the way here now. If you're an anti-vaxxer who says that, oh, I can't get a vaccine because it could cause autism, that is the most ableist fucking thing. You would rather die than have autism. You would rather your child Mm. die than be autistic. What the fuck is Mm. wrong with you? Like, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, just just getting that out of the way. Just get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, just getting it out of the way. It's all right, doll. It's like having, it's like, Need you know. Need to get on Twitter and tweet at Guy Sebastian again. Um, it's like your tummy hurts and you just had a big fart or something. Yeah. It's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So this was in 1998, right? So we were both alive. What a great time. What a the great. The 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Mm. Time to be alive. Mm. Actually mm. quite a long time ago now. Like how long ago is 1998? I'm really bad at maths. I don't want to talk look, about it. You look it up. I don't um, want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. We don't, <laughs> well, sorry. We don't want to reveal our age because we're hoping to one day be the uh, podcast version of Patsy and Eddie. <laughs> it's too late. It's, <laughs> we're already <laughs> there. Sweetie Dolly. Oh, sweet oh, yeah. You don't mind me calling Hold um, okay, on. Lumpy in the surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a text conversation. All right, let's talk about this. We, we had a converse- text conversation the other day where – I described my my body as a surfboard because mm. I am very tall and um, there's not a lot of bumps at all. 
hips, small boobs, mm. small bum, very white. I describe myself as so surfboard, and you described yourself as lum- yeah, lumpy. lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Just generally lumpy. Well, I was, I was lumpy. saying to you that because I'm significantly older than you, and I was just saying, you know, like take advantage of the surfboardness, like eat as much pasta as you can because you just start getting lumps yeah. everywhere, man, and you have to like do stuff like go to the gym and – that hurts and it's just hard. But anyway, the end result of this is our we're having a radio morning show called Lumpy and the Surf. Yeah, we decided that it sounded like a real Australian like commercial radio, like no, Lumpy and the Surfboard. Novas. <laughs> Lumpy and the Surfboard here on mornings. Anyway, whew, got me all worked up. Uh, all right, the measles, the mumps, and rubella are where the birth of the vaccines cause autism conspiracy began. So in 1998, a British doctor called Andrew Wakefield, who sounds like a red-hot cunt, recommended further investigation of a possible relationship between bowel disease, autism, and the MMR vaccine. Mm. The one that, you know, he reckons that, you know, was helping people not have measles and mumps. And I've, like, I've definitely had it. I've, I had the measles shot. Do you have a oh. measles shot when you were a kid? Look, you know. All right, Queensland. I look, can't remember, that's... man. <laughs> They um, just rub me with some banana peels. Yeah, and they rub some sca- the sun to scabs. Die. <laughs> Rubs you with scabs. Um, yeah. yeah. So if, uh, Wakefield alleged that the vaccine was not properly tested before being put into use. The media Ooh, s- sounds familiar. Mm, the media sees these stories, igniting public fear and confusion over the safety of the vaccine. The Lancet, which is the journal that originally published this, the work that had this claim in it, stated later in 2004 that they should never have published this paper. <laughs> Fully mm. made a like full apology being like, we are so sorry. The General Medical Council, um, which is like a regulator for doctors in the UK, found out that Wakefield had a, had a fatal conflict of interest. He'd been paid by a law, a law board to find out if there was evidence to support a litigation case who by parents who believed that the vaccine had harmed their children. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, 2010, the Lancet formally retracted the paper. He was struck from the me- medical registrar in Great Britain. It was no he longer... He should be struck with a fucking stick or something. <laughs> yeah, by lightning. Ultimate. Struck by lightning. <laughs> yes. Was no longer allowed to practice medicine. I believe he still isn't, but he might be there. I don't know. Why would I fact check anything? In January, yeah, so he's no longer practicing medicine. In January 2011, the BMJ published a series of reports outlining evidence that he had committed committed scientific fraud by falsifying data. And also that Wakefield hoped to financially profit from his investigations in several ways. And so basically it was just one of those things that like once the media picked it up, there was no way of taking that back. You know what the media are like. They see any sort of brief headline or like brief press release about something like that. Once they've published it, it's out there for the media to pick up in whatever way. And it's like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. Even if it's published in good faith, which... By mm. all accounts, by me- media standards, that would be fine. It's a medical paper that they're reporting on, mm. you know? But, yeah, like, as even if that media then went back and was like, oh, no, sorry, we found out that wasn't scientifically correct, like you said, putting toothpaste back into a thing. It's already out there. It's already done. There are people who believe it. But, yes, it is a lot. Sorry, a large number of research studies have been conducted to assess the safety of the MMR vaccine. None of them has ever found a link between the vaccine and autism, just to Ugh. clarify. And then the other one that I wanted to go into which is on the same same wavelength. I don't know how to pronounce this word. I've only ever seen it written. And if I pronounce it wrong, I'm really, really sorry. But as we know, mm-hmm. I butcher a lot of words on this podcast. Thimerosal? Thimerosal? It just, it just means that you read a lot, babe. It's oh, fine. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, okay. th- yes. Do you know how to pronounce this word? I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me out in this way, Chloe? <laughs> I just wanted to see. Leave me out of this. <laughs> All right. So, 
It looks like thimerosal. No, it's got an O. Thimerosal. Thimerosal. Anyway, anyway, it is a a mercury-containing compound that was that is used as a preservative in vaccines. I bring this up because it has also been one of the biggest things in terms of vaccination and the supposed link between vaccination and autism. Right. So there's no clear scientific evidence um, that a small amount of thimerosal in vaccines causes harm, but in 1999, because like due to basically like public pressure from anti-vax dickheadedness, US public health and medical organizations and manufacturers agreed that it should be reduced or eliminated from vaccines as a precautionary measure. And basically there's no way to prove either like prove or disprove like that thimerosal is actually having any harm whatsoever, not specifically causing autism that has any harm whatsoever. They can't prove it or disprove it, so they're just like, fuck it, we'll take it out. All of the anti-vax dickheads are being... Right, so do it again. Thimerosal. Thimerosal. Wow, I was putting the the pressure at the end of the word and it's... Thimerosal. (laughs) (laughs) If you make that into a fucking DJ It's the Remix, I'm going to get really upset. (laughs) I'm going to get really upset. (laughs) I'm going to listen to the episode when it comes out and it's just going to be my... Sorry, what were you saying? I don't know. Okay. okay, so they were like, yo, let's take it out. They did, but, like, it didn't even matter anyway because it doesn't do anything bad. Yeah, so even with this finding, they continued to study the links between thimerosal and... <laughs> but it's no, today it's no longer used in most childhood vaccinations, though some influenza ones have it. However, concerns over thimerosal... Still to this day, like thimerosal causing autism, still to this day are a thing, right? And I've got one person to fucking blame for this. And my, Who is it? Most people in the world will, if they look into this even at all, will agree that the only the only person that can be blamed for this is fucking Jenny McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> damn. Did you know that she's on like an, a US game show, The Masked Singer or The Voice or something like that now? Oh. How is this woman still getting, like, high-paid contracts? How is contracts? she allowed work? How is she allowed to be on mainstream television? That is... I really don't know. She should be in jail because of the thimerosal. Yeah, so... Yeah, she's directly responsible for probably thousands of children's deaths. Absolutely. From preventable disease. Yeah. You are a child killer, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> so we've just... Fl- allegedly. Allegedly. We've, allegedly. Fl- we've fully given up on not being sued now. We've given up altogether. It's going to happen. I said allegedly. We're going to be sued. We've accepted it. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck you, Jenny. Okay, Jenny McCarthy. So she uh, started the Green Hour Vaccines campaign, a movement to remove toxins from vaccines, which toxins meant thimerosal, for fear that the substance led to autism. I wasn't joking when I said she was a playboy, playmate, yeah. and, well, like, MTV host. Not to say that you're stupid if you're those things. Mm. Not to say that, not to say that you, you know, you're not a genius if you were those things. We're not generalising. I think there are many, many playboy models who are extremely extremely smart we're just saying that jenny mccarthy is a she's not a doctor oh not a fucking doctor oh god anyway okay i'm getting babe i'm getting through it i'm getting through it (laughs) it makes me so angry i'm fully shaking all right so jenny mccarthy had an advocacy group she may still have it i refuse to click on her website generation rescue and the organization talk about curing autism wow yes so Let's talk about Jenny McCarthy, shall we? She hates the fact that her um, her child is autistic. She Jenny McCarthy is an ableist cunt. She thinks that the fact that her child has autism is an extremely bad thing. And she has also claimed that through a variety of ways, many of them, most of them, Pete Evans worthy, mm-hmm. that she has cured his autism. She reckons she's cured it. So... 
Let's let's look at a little mm. list of some of the things that um that Jenny oh, McCarthy has just, tried. This is really yeah. This is just from the Wikip- from Jenny McCarthy's Wikipedia page, which, like I said, I refuse to click on her website. So this is the best you're getting. So, in addition to conventional intensive applied behavioural analysis therapy, McCarthy prescribed for her son a gluten free and casein is it casein? I don't know casein free mm. diet, hyperbaric oxygen chambers. Chelation? Chelation. See, Hyperbaric hey. oxygen chambers just remind me that bit in The Simpsons where he's fell over in the bathroom and is covered in like a shower curtain. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, so Kate. It makes me think Kate of Deadpool. Seen... You know that bit in Deadpool where all his skin gets all sucked? No, you don't watch my um, superhero I movies. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Casein diet is um, one that is free of mammalian milk, uh, cow's milk, cheese, etc. Does that mean that you breastfeed human milk? I don't anyway, know. So I don't something really in, like it's a dairyish kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Fact checking, <laughs> getting sued. Where it's all we're all in this episode. Um, Chelation is. Oh my god! Something to do with like molecules and ions zinc maintenance therapy and Fuck. copper absorption jesus okay just give your kid a fucking vaccination yeah Sorry. give your kid Please a vaccination continue. and stop trying to cure his autism which there's no problem mm. with him being autistic anyway uh, i'll finish the list uh aromatherapies mm. electromagnetics and mm-hmm. uh, spoons rubbed on his body Again, this is a legitimate Wikipedia entry. Like, there's no word for that. Mm. It's just spoons rubbed on his body. (laughs) There's not Mm. even a word for this, like a fake wellness therapy word. Multivitamin therapy, B12 shots, which you love. Love a B12 shot, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Numerous prescription drugs. Oh, I love those too. Sure, why not? Yeah, I love prescription drugs. I do not love uh, aromatherapies. I do not love mm. electromagnetics. I do not love whatever that chelation thing was. Mm. Um, okay, so she says, try everything. It was amazing to watch over the course of doing this, how certain therapies work for certain kids. When something didn't work for Evan, I didn't stop. I stopped the treatment, but I didn't stop. McCarthy has stated on talk shows and at rallies that chelation therapy helped her son recover from autism. That's like the removal of heavy metals from the body or something. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, heavy metal shit. Not the good kind of heavy metal. Yeah, not yeah. not even like Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much Black Sabbath. Too much Pantera. <laughs> Um, The underlying rationale for chelation, the speculation that mercury in vaccines causes autism has roundly, and speculation that mercury in vaccines causes autism, has been roundly rejected by scientific studies with the National Institute of Mental Health, concluding that children with autism are unlikely to receive any benefit to balance the risks of heart attack, stroke and cardiac arrest posed by the chelating agents used in the treatment. So Mm. not willing to give kids a vaccine because of supposed side effects. Totally fine with around the board discount, like absolutely like disbanded, absolutely hated by like all doctors as something that is total woo woo bullshit. Happy to do that, which may give your kid a heart attack. (laughs) Heart attack, stroke, (laughs) cardiac arrest. Happy to do that though. Yeah. And also just cool. happy to risk whatever the disease is, like like people who refuse to get the COVID vaccine now. It's like you refuse to get that, but you realize that that thing can kill you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> COVID yeah. can kill you. <laughs> but but instead you'll take the 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 thing the cattlewormer or whatever. Oh my god, ivermectin. Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, I got another horse drug that'll make you feel a bit better than that, mate. Yeah, I know. Like if we're <laughs> taking horse drugs, like for fuck's sake, people, like take learn from the professionals, like Yeah. And in this case not yeah, to- us. Yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Just I'm a- not a doctor. Cool. Um, flashback. So if you finished um I never want to speak about Jenny McCarthy again. Okay, so to round out this... Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Out, I'm leaving. You're no. done. To round out this episode, we actually didn't receive any Spoonie hotlines this week. No. Do you not want to... Are you not talking to us? No. we've run, They've run out of things to say. Which no, you is, haven't. Yeah, no, I know that. 
They have not. They absolutely can't, haven't. People are just you can't shut them up. Yeah, usually just we can't. Tired. Sh- yeah, usually we can't shut you guys up. And uh, look at you now, silent as a bloody church mouse. So anyway, just to round out the most swearingest episode ever, I called a lot of I people it, a cunt I, this episode. Yeah, I think it is actually. Our most swearingest episode ever. I remember when we uploaded our first episode. Hmm, I'm just like, did we swear in this episode? Whether I was or when I was looking to check the explicit content box, and I was like, mm. yeah, of course we did. It's me and Joe. Of course we did. Yeah. Of now we we're did. at episode 21, and I am no longer wondering if we swear this episode. <laughs> I'll see if I can get. I'll see if we can get a count for the amount of times we dropped the C bomb this time. I'll just run it through one of those um transcription services and just, yeah, <laughs> and just see. Yeah. We have noticed that in discussion about anti-vaxxers and whatnot, mm. whatnot, people mm. being silly. Silly. There are some slurs, mm. ableist slurs. We try not to use them ourselves. Yes. And we are getting better at it. On. We are getting better at it. We are people that like to lead by example, obviously. So we thought we would come up with some non-ableist slurs mm. to call anti-vaxxers to yeah. just you know get some things off your chest yeah and i feel like it's a it's now is a really good time if you're struggling to yeah not to say these ableist slurs um able and able, just ableist terms in general that are always floating around i notice a lot of it when people are talking about like the lockdown protesters and just anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. in general on the internet mm-hmm. i find it I found it easier to stop using those terms when I realised how fun it was to come up with super creative insults. It is very fun. Highly recommend doing it. Let's let let let's. We're gonna show. We're gonna show you you some. We're gonna gonna show you how to do it. Yeah, we'll start you off. Okay, brain like a dropped pie. A pirate's curse on the creation of Medicare. I don't understand that one. (laughs) Oh, what about a witch's curse? Are pirates the issue? <laughs> I don't, who's cursing who? I don't understand the, the story. Pirate is cursing Medicare. But how is that an insult to someone? Because you're t- saying to the anti-vaxxer that they're the, they're the curse. Oh, the pirate's okay. curse has come true. Fucking hell. It's very obtuse. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm for, I'm for everyone. <laughs> I am no, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Um, <laughs> morally bereft gargoyle. <laughs> the liquid hot poo-poo after very hot Mexican food. Yes. Mm. Pustules on the asshole of humanity. A loathsome hagfish. Solus demigorgon. Fucking fuck bath with dog shit for a heart. Dung fetus. <laughs> oh, you have to say this next one, could I? <laughs> no, this is the one that upset me before. <laughs> A sooky baby with a diapy full of hot Doria diarrhea. <laughs> you spelled diarrhea so badly. So badly. That's so bad. Sorry. <laughs> oh, are you fixing it? <laughs> Ask Caterpillar. Stinky shit banana. You gremlin cunt. <laughs> Fine, finally, shit goblin. Thanks for joining us this episode of Chronically Fully Sick. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to all who listened to this. We'll be back with a uh, more normal episode for episode 22 in about two weeks three weeks time i suppose in the meantime if you have a spoony hotline a message you'd like to send us uh you can send a voice memo to chronically fully sick at gmail.com can be about anything if you want to think of more insults and tell us them sure uh, please, have a bitch. please come up with your own insults and please submit come up with them. Your own insults. We really yes. want them. Um, you can also send them to us and just you know via the group or via message or whatever, and we will read them out next episode. I would really like that. And if you have uh, any friends that work in the legal profession, we're probably going to need help after this episode. So uh, send them our way. <laughs> Thanks very much. Love you guys. Catcher, you gremlin cunts. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> it's a witch's laugh. It's a witch's laugh. <laughs>
And now it's time to my blood to choose a hell.